<sighs> My brain hurts. So you're a big fan of Quentin Tarantino's look, huh? You think he's a handsome devil? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sexiest guy in Hollywood. Doesn't look like a foot or a toe or anything like that. He is, uh, he played, uh, he got his first role as an Elvis impersonator in the Golden Girls from what I remember. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, if you look at him in From Dusk Till Dawn, he almost kind of looked normal then. Yeah. He didn't look like what he does now. Now he looks like creepy. What, do you think it's kind of weird? Like you mentioned, he looked like, he looks like a big toe when he has such like, you a know. lust for feet. For, yeah. Yeah, I watched Once Upon a Time in America, I think it was last week or the week before, and it's just like the focus on the feet. And I'm like, you were telling me about it. Yeah, oh, it's like every time, man. Now, do you think if like, because I remember hearing people talking about that beforehand, do you think if you didn't like, didn't hear people talk about it, you wouldn't have registered it or? Mm, depends because there's like, uh, Death Proof. I mean, he has like Kurt Russell licking the girl's toe that's hanging yeah. out the window, so you can't really ignore that. Once upon a time in Hollywood where the girl had her feet up on the dashboard, you can kind of like yeah. ignore that. But then in the uh, Kill Bill with the wiggle your big toe scene, you can't really ignore that one either. Like he makes it a but focus. You, you think like the actresses feel weird about to. that? Like you, because you know what he's like after it's filmed when he's yeah. when he's editing and cutting the film. You know what that means? Yeah, he's uh, he's doing what he did in the Pulp Fiction when he said. You don't throw a man out of window over a foot rub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe if you're like Quentin Tarantino and a foot rub is something yeah. super sexual to a weird guy like that, then maybe you would throw a man out of a window. Uh, now that window throwing man is uh, doing Arby's commercials. Is he? Yeah, Vin Rames is the where's oh, the meat guy. Okay. I thought you meant Quentin Tarantino for some reason. I was no. like, what? What? No, he, he his head looks beefy, but he's not a. Uh, Involved in the Arby's that I know of. Do you eat Arby's? I don't know why people eat Arby's. I never, no, never. And is that anything? <laughs> no, not like I said this. Like, no, never. Like, it wasn't even a thought in my mind until you just said it. I would never no, go there. No, because, like, because, and it's nothing like, you know, I hear like diarrheas and stuff like that, but it's not because of any of that. It's because the only one near the like near us is like right next to where I work. You so, be up there? so any yeah, so I don't ever want to go back up there when I don't have to work. And every time I'm done with work, I just want to get home so fast <laughs> that I don't want to stop anywhere, especially like right there at Arby's. Yeah, yeah, at Arby's with their fucking shitty horsey sauce. It's weird that a business could be thriving when it's like cornerstone is roast beef, chipped yeah. roast beef. Yeah, that's like another thing. I'm more of like a burger guy. Like yeah. I prefer me a nice pastrami sandwich. I know. So does Giovanni. Ho <laughs> I like that guy. Hey there, people. You're listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me, as always, Spencer, the Belgian Butter Bandit Church. I like it. I made that up as I was saying. Yeah, I was it. wondering. No pre-thought. I was wondering because there was like no like normally folks before pre-show like uh, Caleb's like ah shit. Just I a gotta, pause. I gotta come up with a name. Like, and you didn't say anything when we were getting ready to start. I was like, I thought it was gonna be like one of those. And with me is Spencer. Fuck. <laughs> the Canadian. <laughs> 
cock cracker. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> that was like that was your job. I just bent. Never mind. I don't want to talk about wieners anymore. I always talk about wieners. It's it's a problem. If it's not wieners, it's buttholes. There's what? What is wrong with us? Well, what's wrong with you? You bring it up. Well, isn't it? Can we just plead? Uh, like, what's the dude from uh, uh, Superbad or whatever? He like he like drew. Yeah, John, Jonah Hill just yeah, kept drawing John, the, the wieners. Is it, it's like that, but we just talk about wieners. Our which luck, I feel like Anna is bad. Our luck, we would get like Neil Gaiman on the show somehow, mm-hmm. some weird random fluke. We'd be at Pittsburgh and see him, and he'd be like, "Hey, man, we were like these writer guys, and mm-hmm. we have a podcast. You want to be on?" And he would get on, and like the first thing he'd be like. So what do you think about willies and tallywhackers? Over here? <laughs> like, oh, oh, fuck. You, dude, you have no idea. <laughs> you open up a can of worms that can't be closed, buddy. Can of Vienna sausages. I hope you have nothing to do for the next two hours, sir. <laughs> we want to talk about smells, colors, and textures <laughs> first. Uh, speaking of weird smells, colors, and textures, today we're talking about how to write like Quentin Tarantino. You know his movies, Pulp Fiction. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Kill Bill, some other ones, Django Unchained. He's only made like, I think, 10 official movies that are his movies. I thought, no, I thought it was like under 10 because I thought he was only doing 10. Uh, You have Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. You have uh, Jackie Brown, Pulp Fiction. uh, Let's see, I said Django, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Kill Bill 1 and 2, but I think he only counts those as one. Yeah. So I'll just say one that puts us at six. Uh, Death Proof. He didn't actually, he didn't do From Dusk Till Dawn. That was Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, I think he like wrote it or something, I think. Yeah. What are ones am I missing? Uh, True Romance wasn't him either. He just wrote the script. Uh, did he do Natural Born Killers? No. No, 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 that, that was, was Stone. yeah. He missing three. Oh, uh, Glorious Bastards. Oh yeah. Anyway, and two other random movies that are probably really good. Then. I've seen, I've seen all his movies. I think. Um, this article is from the Writing Cooperative, and this is by Mr. James Woods. Jim Woods, not James Woods. James Woods is a separate guy that people don't like anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a jerk. He got banned from Twitter for being a jerk. Jim Woods. No relation. Yeah, he has a picture. It's not a... Doesn't look like him. No. No one tells a story quite like Tarantino. He has his own distinct style. And he's, uh... I don't know. Fucking read that. So going into these Quentin Tarantino writing tips, because we had this discussion a while. That's what gave me the idea. We were talking about, uh... Um, like script ri- script writing. Oh, okay, yeah. About because uh, you thought it was like you know Very quick, sim- yeah, like quicker to write a script, and I thought it was like more prose and stuff. And uh, maybe this will this article will give us a definitive answer because we don't look things up. Besides no. So the first tip is writing is the foundation for everything. Well, no, <laughs> man. I feel like that's always like the the gimme go to. Yeah. Uh, you know, a point on any of these kind of articles, you know. Writing's the most important thing when you're writing. Really? While in his 20s, Quentin worked at a video store called Video Archives for over four years. During this time, he made a featured film during his time off. Is this just mirrors? Does this seem written weird? Anyway. He would save money to rent film equipment and then film as much as possible during the weekend. I might have had a stroke or something when I was playing basketball. <laughs> yeah, or maybe no, it's just like in my mind the words are jumbling. <laughs> um, 
Then he would save up more money to keep making. He worked at the film store, saved up his money, and that's kind of how he learned how to make films, by making a shitty one that I think he eventually threw away. Um, as he finished his movie, he realized that he did not spend enough time working on the writing. The story was a mess, so the movie was a mess. In his own words, Quentin says, I failed, but I learned how to make a movie. That was his film school. Should I do what he does when he uh, gets interviewed by a... Uh, like black interviewers, he's just. Do you ever hear him? Oh yeah, he yeah. just gets real like ghetto sounded for some reason, but not like in. Well, he goofy morphed, white guy impersonating. He 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 morphs to whatever group he's talking to. Yeah, because uh, if it's a whole bunch of like white women, in, yeah, he, he talks different than too. Weird. It's very weird. Like if look that up on YouTube, folks. It's funny. It's hilarious because I was watching a video he did, and he was talking about Django Unchained. And it was with uh, Sway on Shady 45. And he, like, at the beginning he sounded normal, but he just started getting blacker and blacker sounding. I mean, somehow it sounds, like, genuine, though, sometimes. Yeah. It's weird, like. Yeah, it, but, it, like, he would say things, he'd be like, ah, crack-ass, cracker. Like, <laughs> and he started just adding A's to cracker. And, like, he was like, why are you saying it like that all of a sudden? That sounds stupid, dude. And he just, like, and he, he'd just be like, no, what I'm saying? <laughs> It's like why, like folks, fucking look those videos up of him. Just it's hilarious those compilations and stuff they have. It's like it just sounds bad. It sounds like uh, B Rad G from Alabuzmo's Wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying. Would you if you found out that the secret of that movie is that Quentin Tarantino wrote all the dialogue for that movie? <laughs> like, well, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. No, because there's not enough. There's uh, not enough swearing in that movie. Yeah. Um. As he finished his movie, he realized they did not spend enough time. I read that already. In the end, the footage he shot was turned into guitar picks. Whatever. What the fuck does that mean? Anyway, the movie was turned into guitar picks and never saw the light of day. But he learned a ton and realized that he needed to start with solid writing. As a result, writing is now the foundation for all his work. I mean, that makes more sense than this because you know script writing and filmmaking. But obviously, the foundation of film script writing would be writing. Yeah. Which I wonder, like, um, like I wonder what that movie was about. If it was something that he eventually kind of remade later, you know, it's probably just about a guy who works in a video store who's into feet. Yeah, he <laughs> really likes feet. Number two, this one might be a little more helpful. Know each of your characters intimately. When you are writing, it is important to know each character really well. Every character has a backstory. Quentin will often write out that backstory in a screenplay, even if he knows it won't be shown on the movie screen. He writes what would make the screenplay a good read. For example, in the Kill Bill screenplay, there's a sequence where the bride drives to Texas in search of a rock with an X on its marking her stash of passports and supplies. That would actually be a helpful scene. Yeah. Explain a lot. Tarantino says if the bride does not find the rock, she just assumes her quest for revenge is not meant to be. But in the screenplay, the bride finds the rock, and this scene solidifies that she will seek revenge on those who tried to kill her. Again, this entire passage is in the screenplay, but is not in the movie. Tarantino never hesitates to really dig deep into each character. He knows their motivations, their likes, and their dislikes. Most importantly, he knows each character's origin story. I've heard of the um, people doing this, like people actually talk about this a lot on Twitter. They'll talk about their characters, and they write the backstory for the whole characters and the origin and what they favorite foods, colors, and things that'll never come up. Do you do that in your work or would you want to? I haven't done it yet, but I don't think I've done a story yet where that would prove beneficial. 
Like a yeah, like a story where you really need the character super flat. That'd be more like a novel, probably. Yeah, and I think I think that would be a good thing to do if you plan on writing series. You'll you'll have a core base and uh, yeah, because like you, a thing of information, so you could look back on it and know uh, if you ever have a scene where a fucking character's eating apple yeah. and you're like, oh, he hates apples. Yeah. Or like because then like if you set a lot of that up beforehand and just so it's there. Because, you know, some of these people got, like, 10, 15 long series. Yeah. So you never know what might come up or what you might end up diving into. And that can just save you the work later on. You know, you just you have that file you can go back to and trying to, instead of trying to figure it out on the spot. Right. Number three, use simple tools to write. This one I thought was interesting. I'm actually going to, I just bought a new notebook and I'm going to implement this for writing a novel. I think this will be a. If I hate it, then well, I don't really lose anything. I did hand, some writing, but handwrite a whole novel. We'll see how it goes. Okay, <laughs> you don't, just don't. You seem so happy about it. Don't worry about it. Did you did you watch that video I posted earlier on Facebook about the? Uh, just, yeah, it wasn't that long ago about this guy on a plane, and it just starts off with him super enraged and people like breaking up, but look like it was a fight. But he's just like, shake my hand. I just want to shake his hand. That's all. I just want to shake. And he's freaking out, and he sounds like the Hulk, but he just wants to shake the guy's hand. But so violent. No, sounding. I haven't. I haven't had a chance to yeah. get on the old Facebook yet today. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> Hold on. You know what? I, yeah, I don't have the cord to plug it into the computer, but I'll just play it into the mic real quick. It just sounds hilarious, like the way he says it. He sounds. Because he's just like an old fat white guy, but it's... But you have no context for why he wants to shake his, this guy's hand? No, not at all. This is how it starts. And it goes on for, like, another minute of him just freaking out. But it, he just, like, was so angry. <laughs> like, I wouldn't want to shake that guy's hand. Yeah. Like, just look at him when he's saying it. Like, I've never seen that menacing, somebody menacingly trying to shake your hand. I think it's weird because, like, the guy doesn't, he doesn't, he kind of looks like a, a nice guy almost, but yeah. just the way he's saying it and just the look that he has. The fact that he's so aggressive about it. <laughs> like, shake his hand. I'm gonna shake his hand. Like, when he's all red. It's like, what, what happened before that? That's something that needs context. <laughs> Where the fuck were we? Oh, use simple tools to write. Not, not bullshitting on your cell phone. Shake your hand. I'm going to start doing that aggressively to my customers at work. So I'm going to shake your hand. Like, anytime you stick your hand out when somebody wants to give you a fist bump, I'm like, no, I'm going to shake your hand. Use simple tools to write. Tarantino does not use a computer. He doesn't even use a typewriter. Most people don't. Instead- <laughs> right? Like, fuck you. Like, you're using a typewriter. <laughs> You hipster fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty hipsterish. I mean, I can like if you if you can find like an old old styley like uh, typewriter and have it like in your office, that'd be kind of cool. But to actually use the thing, like <laughs> so, there's so many better ways. Yeah, get get, get the fuck out of here with the whiteout. <laughs> Hey, I, when I was... Uh, <laughs> Who has the spelling skills for a typewriter nowadays? <laughs> Nobody. 
I learned how to write on a typewriter because I was poor and we couldn't afford a computer. And uh, my mom's typewriter that she gave me had a fancy button where you hit it and just smeared the it like it stamped it with the white out. I think I remember you telling me about that before. But then when you'd retype over, it'd spell smeared shitty looking. <laughs> like it was it was it was very inconvenient. You just the whole time like I wish I knew how to write on a computer. I wish I had one of those thingies. Anyway, since he doesn't write on a fucking nice-ass typewriter or a shitty <laughs> computer, he uses notebooks and is very methodical about it. Words from uh, Mr. Tarantino. My ritual is, I never use a typewriter or computer. I just write it all by hand. It's a ceremony. I go to a stationery store and I buy a notebook. And I don't buy, like, ten. I just buy and then fill it up. Then I buy a bunch of red felt pens and a bunch of black ones. And I'm like, these are the pens I'm going to write Kill Bill with. I feel like I've made him like you southern dig? almost. You dig? You dig? Through the use of simple tools, Tarantino avoids distraction and has clarity. It's worth noting that he never graduated high school, so it's very possible that he does not know how to type and... Oh, come on. Yeah, he's a fucking yeah, yeah. famous rich dude. He doesn't know how to type. Who writes? Yeah. Who probably has a lot of computers. Oh, not a lot of computers, but... He's because, you know, when you, like, edit movies, you just edit it by hand, too, yeah. right? You don't put them on a computer or anything like that. These days, we just do everything by film strips, still. Yeah. <laughs> Write it out with a typewriter. Like, who fuck? You know what, Jim Woods? You are like James Woods. <laughs> Fucking saying dumb shit. Quit saying dumb shit. <laughs> so, anyway, folks, if you want to try something different with your writing, try writing it by hand. I don't, I don't know how that would work. Just try writing a short story. Completely by hand, without any technology nearby. I feel like I couldn't read it when I would be done. Caleb, what does it say? I don't know, man, but <laughs> yeah. if this was on the phone, it'd be one big red squiggle. <laughs> yeah. Like, Spencer, I think somehow you learned to write in Russian. Wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> be fucked up if you, like, you grew up, but for some reason your teachers taught you Russian, like how to write in Russian and everybody else English, and they didn't tell you. And then, like, but you learned how to speak and everything else in English and read in English. But, well, I guess you couldn't read in English because then that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. But then, like, you just got older and you're just like, why is my letter so squiggly? <laughs> Everybody else's is different. Number four, tell your story organically. Oh, yeah, some more vegan talk for you. More hipsters and vegans. Typewriters. Typewriters, and uh, they probably use, instead of a calculator, like a. One of the thesauruses? No, um. Ab- a- abacus a- or no a- is it a- an abacus i think yeah. abacus whatever it's called the fucking thing with the little <laughs> <laughs> stupid <laughs> i just like using this for real they bust that out of their back pocket when they're like checking out somewhere tarantino does not use outlines he'll even go into a story not knowing how it's going to end in his latest movie the hateful eight that was the other yeah, one yeah. That was good one. i just watched that two weeks ago again the Hateful Eight, when he wrote the screenplay, he did not know who poisoned the coffee. This is a major part of the movie. In his words, I didn't know who did it. I wanted to find out as the viewer would find out. I mean, that's cool, especially when you're writing mysteries and whodunits. Yeah. Because if you know ahead of time who's going to do it, you kind of steer towards that. Yeah. And it might inadvertently put some almost spoilers or like, you know, things that the fans will figure it out quicker. But if you don't, you wait till the very end and then just tie it together, then those things won't be so prominent in your work. And then that way too, it would be easier to to backtrack in the in the redrafts to lay better clues, like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Tarantino believes that the ending is going to be pretty obvious once you really dive into the story. 
Remember, the story is character-driven. The characters take over, so planning isn't important. Okay. So important. It's as important. Whatever. In Tarantino's words about endings, he says, You know, with a movie like Kill Bill, you're going to have to kill Bill, right? Good point. You've got to kind of kill Bill or it's false advertising. People will probably sue and get their money back because that's how America works now. Remember, a good story unfolds in a natural way. That's what draws the audience in and keeps them engaged. If you take a look at Pulp Fiction, you can see how Tarantino achieved his, this goal. Even with the non-linear structure and three protagonists, the story simply unfolded before your eyes. Out of order, in order, it doesn't really matter. The story absolutely works. So what do you think about not having an ending at all in mind? I usually have my ending before I have anything else. Yeah, because a lot of times when like uh, a story idea comes to mind about like when it pops in my head, it's normally like, Oh, what about if this happened to cause that kind of... Yeah, and you're just like, how can I get the character yeah. to that? Uh, but yeah. I mean, there's been times when I've kind of done that, and then like I've started writing, and it's they kind of you know changed and stuff. That's mm-hmm. part of the that's part of the deal. But I usually use my ending as like my lighthouse to so I know where I'm going. Yeah. I don't get lost, and like whenever I'm writing the story, yeah, the stories when I do write stories that I don't know the ending. Those are usually the ones I end up either abandoning or it takes me forever to yeah. finish just because I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, and if you don't, like, the story that I'm working on, I knew how that, I kind of almost knew every basic um, plot beat for the most part. And if I didn't know that, I feel like it'd be harder for me to write because then I'm like, it's almost kind of like a goal, kind of. Like, yeah. I don't know what I'm writing to. So it's kind of like, Going for a sprint or like going for a jog, but you don't know how long you're jogging. You for. just start you, running. Yeah, and then you're done when you're done, maybe. But you might crap out halfway. Yeah. And be like, ah, shit. Yeah, I also think it's good to have, like you said, to know where you're going. You can almost have certain spots as, like, you know, I want to hit this spot, this spot, and this spot, and then the ending. And that way, once you get to a spot, you feel some kind of reward. Like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm in the right direction still. That I'm still like, making it. That or, like, you know, if you have trouble with, like, a word count, but you can use, like, I, this scene or this chunk of the story, like... Needs to be... I know if I, if I can get to... Like, if I can figure out this part of the, of the, of the story by the weekend, uh, you know, you might be able to do that other than be like, I need to do... 3,000 words by the end of the weekend, and it's like, that's a really big goal, but... Yeah, Yeah, that's a good way to do it, too, is just, uh, especially with the word count, if you know you have to hit these specific scenes in your story, you could kind of, you know, estimate the length of those scenes, and then the rest of your story, how long it needs to Mm. be to reach that word count without going over or too much under. Number five, use humor and dialogue to your advantage. When you look at Tarantino's writing, you also have to look at the way he writes dialogue. Tarantino's really been inspired by the comedian Richard Pryor. Is, is really, has been, like, fucking guy wrote this. It's melting my brain. I didn't have a stroke. That guy had a stroke. Anyway, Tarantino has been really, has really been inspired by the comedian Richard Pryor. Another major influence is the 70s B-movie Switchblade Sisters. Allow me to quote a few lines from Pulp Fiction. Do you want to play Jules? No, oh, are, are we actually doing this? Oh, yeah. Oh. Here, here, you play Vincent. I'll play Jules. Okay, hold on. Let me scroll back up. I thought we were skipping this. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, this is weird, too, like how it's like 
Well, the way this one's set up is it's like weirdly spaced, but anyway. All right, we ready? Yep. Uh, let's see if I'm trying to figure out if you I can do Travolta. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if I can do it. Hey, uh, do, Mr. Carter, do, do Travolta for the, the the whole thing, but I don't think I got it. I'm, I'm telling you now, I can't do Samuel <laughs> Jackson. I'm not gonna attempt that. All right. All right. You know what's fun? You, you know what the funny thing about Europe is? What? The little the it's the little uh, differences a lot. That space is weird. Yeah, yeah it's fucked you up. I see. It's the it's the little differences. A lot of the same shit we got here, they got there, but there there's a little difference. Examples? All right, we're not gonna go through. <laughs> yeah. All that. No, that's written weird. Like the way just the way the spacing is. It's weird to like with your eye eye lining. Well, also like the three theirs in one sentence. There, but they're there a little different. Like fuck that. All right, so yeah, but, but, like, I know what these like because the, I've I've said things like that, but yeah. to read it to like say it's just it's weird. But you guys know the scene. I usually prefer to try to avoid things like the there there, as in there they are. Yeah, because it, it's just that sounds it's like you have moments like we just had where it confuses you. But anyway, write funny dialogue. But it's it's the it's the Royale which cheese scene. Yeah, if you don't know it, yeah, I don't know. Big Mac, a Big Mac, but they call it the Big Mac. Royale with cheese. I thought he was going to go and <laughs> go with the fucking coffee scene <laughs> in Tarantino's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tarantino just... Never mind. I don't even... What I would have liked is the say what again. Yeah, that, because was, that was funny. Like Even though yeah. that it was like very like intimidating and stuff, it, I found it humorous. Know your influences. Tarantino considers himself to be more of a novelist than a screenwriter. That's how he approaches his work. Novelists quite often use nonlinear story structure, so it's no surprise that many of Tarantino films use this technique. Elmer Leonard is a major source of inspiration for Tarantino. Once you know this, it's easy to see the direct correlation. Leonard wrote crime novels and westerns. Tarantino even directed and wrote the screenplay for Jackie Brown, which is based on the Leonard novel Rum Punch. I did not know that. While Tarantino cites inspiration from crime novels and crime films, he has also been inspired by authors like J.D. Salinger. In a 1994 interview with David Wilde, Tarantino spoke on how J.D. Salinger influenced the anthology format of Pulp Fiction. When you read his Glass family stories, they all add up to one big story. That was the biggest example for me. Hmm. See, I always thought he was more um, inspired by like the... Um... Like the like the Japan, J- Japanese, Japanese movie f- yeah, and, and stuff like that. I thought unless I'm getting confused with somebody. No, else. he does a lot of all my, like Kill Bill was a big homage yeah. to that and stuff, and spaghetti westerns and different things. But I think uh, that just on the writing side of things and mm. how he puts things together, he puts like you said, he writes. You know, the writing is what comes first in a movie, and he focuses more almost on writing a novel than transforming that novel into the movie. Now, since. You- they brought, I was going to wait till later to ask you this, but since he kind of brought it up in here with, like, you know, he, uh, he writes out his stories like he's a novelist. How do you think, it, like, a Tarantino uh, novel would be? I think it would be pretty interesting. I read some parts of his screenplays, and they're really well written, so I think it would be good. I'd like to see maybe get into that when he's retired from. Yeah, because you know, because like we were saying, he said you know he only has a set amount of films that he's going to yeah. do for some dumb reason. Seems very pedant, like pedantic. Yeah, stupid. And like really, like and it, for as long as he's been making movies, you think he would have reached that already? Yeah. 
Seems a little pretentious. Yeah. Uh, number seven, know your audience. Tarantino knows what he wants and is crystal and is crystal clear about it. He makes a movie that he will enjoy. His ideal audience is himself, and he knows it. Well, that's easy. Service yourself. <laughs> In his words, he makes genre pieces, so he knows his movies aren't for everyone, and he's absolutely fine with that. And then they have, uh, I remember they're watching this interview. It's like this fat, angry lady with a cowboy hat who's interviewing him. She starts off with a, why the need for so much gruesome graphic violence? Because it's so much fun, Jane! <laughs> I'm having a great time making a terrific movie that people are having fun seeing. Maybe not you, but you know what, Jane? I don't think I made it for you. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Yeah. You know, you kind of... Shut it! <laughs> Shut it! <laughs> if you look just at the... Maybe if you had glasses. <laughs> There's worse people to, you could look like. You could look like Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> or, uh... I don't know. I don't know who that would be more worse for me or her. Oh. <laughs> like, if I looked like her, if she looked like me, like, who, who has the worst takeaway there? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Number eight, have clear writing goals. Over the years, it is clear that Tarantino has fallen in love with writing. He said publicly if he didn't find the right actor to play Han, Han Londa in the film Inglorious Bastards, he was ready to just stop there and publish the screenplay. Luckily, he found Christoph Waltz to play the role, and the rest is history. When I wrote a movie, I want to write a piece of literature. I want to write a novel. I want to say, if I just stopped right here and did not make a movie, that would be good enough. I like the, that, that's a cool way to go about it. Yeah. I like it, because even if you didn't, uh, like Guillermo del Toro said, I think he, I forget how many, like hundreds maybe, or a hundred, like, finished, completely finished, ready-to-go screenplays of different movies that mm. haven't been bought. And it's like, well, nobody reads it. That sucks. But like, if you get Quentin Tarantino, you just release it for yeah. people to read. That'd be awesome. And then people might like it and you'd be able to get it made into a movie. Yeah. After hearing this, it's no surprise that Tarantino wants to focus his attention toward writing novels and plays after he retires from filmmaking. Uh, he's going to make two more films. And this was in 2018. So one more film, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was going to do Kill Bill. Like a third one? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so he 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 will work on novels and stuff. So we might get to see a Quentin Tarantino. That, you might that'd get be the, interesting, I think. Yeah, it would be kind of cool. Go steal like an artist. Stealing like an artist isn't actually theft. Well, yeah, let's see. Rather, it means borrowing inspiration from other sources you love. There's no doubt that Tarantino steals like an artist. For example, in Kill Bill, the bride wears a yellow suit that is very similar to the suit that Bruce Lee wore in Game of Death. The beginning of Inglorious Bastards actually mirrors the scene in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly... It's not a rip-off, but the scene is definitely inspired by that movie. In many ways, Tarantino took the idea from one scene in a movie, and then he made it even better by taking it to another level. Remember, Tarantino is a student of film. He reaches deep into all his film knowledge and then sprinkles in ideas from the movies that he loves in his own movie. Okay. And it has some kind of... Movies. There should be an S there. Shut up, Sunday. I'm just... Look, I don't get a lot of time to... Like, I don't get a lot of opportunities to... Correct somebody else's <laughs> grammar. So. I'm sure I'm just reading this little list. Yeah. Good theft versus bad theft. Uh, anyway, here's a formula of sorts that you can use in your own writing. Your inspiration plus work, your idea equals something new. The key is to never settle for just one form of inspiration. When you continually inspire yourself by filling yourself with new content, you can keep things fresh and be more creative. So, uh, if you're going to steal, do it in a way that's not douchey and blatant. Yeah. 
Like just, you know, an homage, if you will. Number 10, don't be afraid to toy with the audience. Tarantino enjoys playing the audience like a puppet. This approach is built right into the screenplay. He wants to make you laugh and make you laugh and then shock you. Consider the backseat scene in Pulp Fiction. That's a good one. <laughs> That's there to shock you, startle you, and move the story forward. It may even make you laugh some to yourself. It's all there by design. Tarantino wants to make you laugh again and then disgust you. When the end user goes on a roller coaster ride, Tarantino says, That's a real experience. That's what I call going to see a movie. That's worth leaving the house for. He almost sounds like he's a more artsy version of Kevin Smith. Yeah. Just making movies that he wants to make that entertains himself, first and foremost. That's That kind of is like the... And then his rabid fan base. Yeah. The takeaway. As writers, we can all learn something from Tarantino's approach. Maybe you need to spend more time thinking about the backstories to your characters. Or maybe you need to simplify your writing process. While no one else can write like Tarantino, you could take some of these concepts and apply them to your own writing. I'd like to leave you with one last quote from Tarantino. I read it as a call for you to carry the torch, to keep creating, to keep writing, to inspire others to do the same. I make movies that I hope will inspire other people to make movies. Quentin Tarantino. That was a shitty quote. Uh, I didn't know that wasn't inspiring. So, the main thing I got from that is I'm going to try to, because this You're is... You're going to write in a notebook. But here's the thing. This isn't just him. I've... So as long as we've been doing this now, I've read up on a lot of different authors. He does it. Neil Gaiman does it. When you go with uh, George R. R. Martin, he uses like an old DOS word processor or some shit. I think Stephen King used to always write longhand until his eyes got too fucked up. Uh, A lot of, but there's still a lot of modern writers who write it out first, and then they type it up. And I don't know. That might be the way to go. Maybe that'll help with my distractions. You know. Maybe. We'll see how it goes. But you're you're going to write a whole novel like that too, right? Yeah, uh, by, by next episode it'll be done. Next episode. Fuck. If we said that in the end of December for the New Year's Eve episode, I could be All right, you got till next year, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Missed it. Oh, I could even better. We could still make jokes about uh man, that happened like a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's stupid. Anyway, I hope you folks well, found do some... You, uh, say, do you agree uh, with, like, a lot of these, like, uh, you know, his, his writing, like, Tarantino? Like, I just seem like it just seems like kind of basic writing advice. Yeah, it didn't seem very, uh... It didn't help me with any screenwriting. Like, <laughs> um... Oh, yeah, I guess I should, uh... If you folks... I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. But again, that article is on Writing Cooperative, written by Jim Woods, not James Woods. Um, Might as well have been. Yeah. yeah. He didn't say anything racist. I uh, He had the Samuel L. Jackson quotes in there. So yeah. I didn't read that whole quote, though, so I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole dialogue scene. Yeah, I mean, that, that was kind of basic. It wasn't as helpful as uh, like the Neil Gaiman one was, we did a long time yeah. ago. I felt like that had better tips, but just far as like very basic writing things, just to get started, I would, you know, you can get some information from that. Again, if you folks want to read those, that article's in the show notes. Um, if you want to check out what we do, you can go to drunkenpenwriting.com. Hit us up on the old Twitter, at drunkpenwriting. Go on Instagram, at drunkenpenwriting, or Facebook, at, uh, you know the name. Um, yeah, that's about it. I think we uh, covered that weird guy without going too much into his foot fetish. <laughs> or just enough. What if you had a fetish of liking to watch... Quentin Tarantino 
share yeah, his foot fetish. fetish. Like, you like to see other people's fetish. That's your fetish, watching you, other people's, people's fetish. fetish. <laughs> and it could be any any fetish? Any fetish at all. I mean, not illegal. That, like, uh, I could see you getting in trouble with something like that. Yeah, you're just a creep. <laughs> I mean, like, what about if somebody's like fetishes like grass, and you just see somebody like like getting down and rubbing some grass, so that making you get down because you know that that's that guy's fetish, or therefore you have to get, you know, it's weird. I guess. I mean, there's a lot worse things you could see than. I I don't know, man. I just picked something up at random. That's all. Yeah, I guess you did. Long day. Says you. You're going to have to play basketball with teenagers. <laughs> Nobody made you. Dude, maybe they bullied me. You don't know. <laughs> you shouldn't have been there to begin with. Yeah, you're right. If you're playing basketball, you need to play basketball with other like, middle-aged white men <laughs> with too many sweatbands on. I didn't have like, any sweatbands on. Like, like somebody your age should. You need to start acting your age. I did hook shots, man. I did lots of hook shots. Shut up. I can still you know what? I'm starting, I'm starting to think that that Alexa is right about you. Oh. <laughs> no, we're not going into that. You folks have a lovely day. Don't listen to Spencer. I'm not elderly. Not yet. He's more elderly than me somehow. <laughs> you ordered me. Shut up. Shut up.